Chapter 48 Ilse awoke to a soft tap on the door. Ilse rose quickly and realized that she needed to meet Ren up on deck. She looked about, and the three young women were huddled together, sleeping soundly. Their candle was dull and growing dimmer and dimmer. Ilse got up to her feet and opened the door quietly. She peered out, and Ren was already heading up towards the stairs. Ilse took another quick look at her new hostages and quietly headed out. She quietly closed the door behind her. When she climbed up the stairs to reach the deck, a cool, fresh breeze greeted her. She realized how hot it was below deck, and she was glad of the new, fresh air. She had barely known the sailors for a day, and they were already greeting her pleasantly like old friends. Bear clamped his meaty hand on her shoulder and gave it a good shake, while Fox smiled with his old toothpick still between his teeth. Abe would smile and wave vaguely, but not as wholeheartedly as the others. Her eye caught sight of Ren, who was already at work. She knelt beside him to begin scrubbing, as Fox, Bear, and Ape were leaving their shift and heading below deck. Ilse made her way towards Ren and remembered last night's conversation. Her mood suddenly changed and felt uncomfortable. Ren probably noticed, but he didn't say anything. He merely reached for a brush floating inside a water bucket and handed it to Ilse. They silently went to work. The only sound was the wind upon the water and the bristles of their brushes moving back and forth. There are three more hostages in my room! Ilse suddenly muttered. I've only seen them for a few hours, and they've nearly driven me insane. And get this, they all sort of look like me. Ren looked back at her. Must be quite the party, he murmured. Ilse folded her arms and sighed. I don't know what Rubens wants with me on this ship. Do you even know where we're going? Ren gave her an expectant look. Well, he asked, you have a story to share first. Ren snatched the brush she was using and dunked it in his bucket. Ilse looked up at him, alarmed. He stood there, with his fists clenched and his face determined and still. Ilse sighed and nodded. He has a right to know, Ilse thought. It happened a while ago, she began, tilting her head up to look at the purple and pink sky. Ren knelt back down to the ground, attentive and patient. I was just a little girl. It was my mother's birthday, and I went to her favorite part of the fields to pick flowers. I saw her coming, running so fast towards me. She, she was screaming, crying. I was so afraid. I tried to reach her, hoping she would comfort me, and everything would be all right. And then... Ilse gazed into space. The memory of the wall striking between them flooded her mind. Her mother's scream, mingled with her own, echoed in her mind. She looked to Ren as he motioned for her to continue. She wiped the corners of her eyes, trying to remove any evidence of emotion from them. Next thing I knew, there was some transparent wall between me and my mother. She disappeared. The last memory I have of her is beating the wall with her hands and crying. I decided to run home. My father couldn't break the wall. It was like glass that couldn't shatter. It was wood that refused to burn or ice to melt. It was just... There! Basically, the island's been cursed. The wall made the island invisible and inaccessible. The people were separated. They still are, Ilse said. The people? Ren asked. Ilse realized that she especially caught his interest since he was worried about his family. Well, the ice chanters were separated from fire weavers. Where I used to live, the wall makes the snowfall all the time, but it's bewitched. We can't control it at all. It's now really hot where the fire weavers are. It's hard for them to grow anything there, and their water supply is draining, Ilse explained. 
he would probably be the only one to care about the actual circumstances. Ilse looked up at Wren, his face pinched with worry and sadness. She looked down at the wooden planks again. Then a thought dawned on her. Why did she feel that she could trust him, a Yildirim? Is Rubens watching me? Did someone overhear me? Wren sat on the deck next to Ilse and gave her a small smile. Please, Ilse said worriedly. Don't tell anyone what I just told you. That's a promise I can keep, Wren said seriously. I won't tell a soul. I won't let a hand touch you. They both nodded to each other. Can you finally tell me about why I'm here? Ilse asked. Well, I wasn't sure it was worth it until I knew who you really are, Wren said. He's after those who have one of the elite powers. Elite? You know about all that? Ilse asked in surprise. I went to school, remember? Wren said, tapping his head. If you know about it, then could I make an educated guess that you have one of them? Yeah? Ilse didn't respond, but Wren let out a big sigh and nodded. I understand. Anyway, when all four abilities combine into one body, a human body, bad things can and will happen. That's way too much magic and untamed power for one person. It can consume a person to control them and do unimaginable damage, Wren explained. Is this what Althod wants? And what about me? Do I just die? Waste away? What exactly is he planning to do? Who knows? It's never really ever happened before. But I have a feeling you might not quite understand this at all, either, Wren said, shaking his head. So are we going to see him soon? Are we sailing to him? Wren shrugged. We've been picking up rebels along the way to take them to be recruited. That's all I know for sure. But if Rubens thinks you're someone Althod really needs, then I don't know why it's taking so long. And you know Althod's intentions how? They were wired into my brain when I was forced to wear the amulet, Wren explained. Everyone knows their purpose when they wear one of those things. I spent months wearing that thing and I didn't know any of that. I didn't know of any plans. Ilse spat. Wren gave her a wary look at the declaration but smartly chose to respond with, The plan sounds a bit different depending on the soldier. To some, the plan is to save their own people. To others, it's because they've committed so many misdeeds that this last one might redeem them. What did you feel? I felt like I was too smart for Rubens. I felt like I was supposed to lead him to Ladala, but I thought I was creating an ambush to catch him. Ilse sighed dully. I'm not proud of it. No one really is, Wren scoffed. I certainly felt foolish once I got on deck and thought about all the ideas that I thought were mine. It's part of the entice charm. You see what you want to see, but in the end, it's all to do Althod's bidding. So, Ilse asked, how then did you end up tangled up in all of this? Well, you know how I found out that Ravenna was gone, right? Well, I guess I did well enough in school. I ended up being an assistant to a professor who knew just about everything. I would stay in his mansion of a library for hours. I was so wrapped up in wanting to know the truth. I wanted to know what happened to my homeland. A whole island doesn't just disappear, you know. I got a small job to work for Yelling's prime minister. I spent my time doing research and serving the ambassador for Yelling. Then, a few years ago, a whole fleet of ships arrived at Yelling's shores, carrying hundreds of those Yildirims. They came and ransacked the whole place. All of us were caught by surprise. The original leader of the Ilderums was in the room with me, talking to me. Then, next thing I know, he's on the floor, soaked in his own blood. 
His men betrayed him. He was a good man. I always had respect for him and his methods. That is, until they gained a new leader who turned everything around. They tore up everything in sight and whatever wasn't damaged was stolen. The library was destroyed. Irreplaceable documents, letters, knowledge. Everything was lost. And then my fate became the same as others. They captured the whole lot of us and we were taken as prisoners. A lot of them committed suicide. I was sent to be trained. And for all that, he said with a sad smile, waving his brush, I eventually got this job. Ilse was blown away. Her burning hatred for them was ignited again and kindled. How awful, Ilse said, bewildered. I assume Althod was that new leader? Correct. I know life isn't always peaceful and perfect, but when Althod showed up, everything has been chaotic since. The Ilderim used to be divided into subgroups. Some were part of a secret police, other spies, or some sailors and soldiers. Now, they just act like a bunch of pirates, Ren said sourly. No kidding, Ilse said with a half-smile, gesturing to the ship. Ren's words echoed in Ilse's mind. She quietly continued on with her shift without another word to Ren, who was deep in his own thoughts. She kept scrubbing, up and down, back and forth. She would occasionally look up to make sure Rubens wasn't watching her. Once in a while, he would stand out on the deck, gazing out at the wide open sea, talking to other men steering the ship. He must be waiting, Ilse thought. Of course I can work and be up here as I please so he can catch me when I feel safe. Just like last time. I can't let him guilt me with all these innocent prisoners. Ilse looked down at her hands, wrinkled from working with the brush. What are you thinking about? Ren said. Ilse twitched in surprise. Oh, just thinking, she said. Wondering how I'm going to get off this ship. 